Now you say your juice is sour. It used to be so sweet. And I can't help but start to wonder if you're talking about me. Your eggs are over easy. Your toast what is, is lovely. <laughs> She's are these she metaphors? Made, no. Yes, 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 yes. They seem like metaphors. Early in the morning, I put breakfast on your table and make sure that your coffee has its sugar and cream. Your eggs are over easy. Your toaster lightly. All that's missing is the morning kiss that used to greet me. See, she made him breakfast, and he didn't kiss her. Well, she clearly didn't do a good job. What? I'm oh, just kidding. I like, this whole song is a breakfast metaphor? Is that right? She talks about your eggs being over easy. At first, I thought she was talking about, like, you know, some, like, maybe... Like fertility issues. Fertility issues, right? Like, your eggs, the eggs are over easy, your juice is soured. Things aren't, we're not getting pregnant. I'm not your superwoman. If you listening know the song, sing along at home. Ready, Patrick? I'm not your superwoman. I'm not the kind of girl that you can let down and think that everything is okay. Right, babe? Yeah, oh yeah. Do you relate to this song? Uh, I'm not, I'm not a woman. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of... Do you of... understand what it feels like to feel like you have to be superwoman? Can you sympathize? Here's what I can't relate to. I can't relate to all the breakfast metaphor. Yeah, this song because has Because I don't really, I'm breakfast. not a big breakfast guy. I mm. usually, I usually prefer to sleep in, skip breakfast entirely, mm-hmm. you know, get started in the morning and then pick it up somewhere around 1130 where I'll maybe get like a piece of fruit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before lunch. Okay. Well, this song spoke to me because... Yesterday, my therapist told me to put a reminder on my phone mm-hmm. that says, I am not Superwoman. And it went off right before we started recording. Oh. And I thought. And then you thought, there's you. something to say on the podcast. Yeah. I thought, here's okay. a song Patrick doesn't know. And also, here is something that I need to remember. <laughs> right. That you I'm not. You need to sing a whole song about it. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? I'm. I mean, so you have a reminder that says you're not Superwoman on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be happy to remind you of that. No, I don't. I you don't, sure you don't want me to say? I just let me just listen, tell you that you're I don't, not. I don't, you're not Superwoman. I'm happy to. I'm happy to tell you anytime you'd like. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is uh-huh. I know you, and I know you have a bad memory, and I need to be reminded every day <laughs> that, that I not, am a regular, regular. Ass girl, I'm not Superwoman. I don't have to save the planet. Right. I don't have to fly around or wear a cape or uh-huh. a leotard. Oof. I can do whatever I want and be myself without the pressure of trying to save the world. Okay? Yeah. And I need a reminder on my phone and a song from 1988 to <laughs> remind me of that. Okay? Did it work? Yes. Do you feel a little less super now? Yeah, I feel super, but not like a super woman. Oh, okay. There's a difference. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you get to keep the super, mm-hmm. um, but then it's not gender specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So My you're... super does not see a gender. <laughs> <laughs> gender blind. Uh, my, my super is genderless. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. 
the four corners in a triangle. Why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a desk to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is last name basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I like how delicate you are fixing your hair. If I fuck it up and I can't see it, it's it's. Fucked. I would tell you. I would tell you there was just one piece that was kind of like going sideways, and yeah. you fixed you fixed it. And that's good. Looks great. It looks perfect. It looks so. Oh my god, I'm almost distracted. I can't. Oh, even, really? I can't even focus. I'm that sexy. Because your hair just look. Don't push it. Okay. Your hair okay. looks great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do some goings on about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? This morning, Patrick was afraid of an egg. I wasn't afraid of an egg. He was. No, I didn't I, want an open. I heard him from the, the egg. He that I was certain in the kitchen had a dead baby chicken in it. Was screaming. I was no, I wasn't screaming. Yeah, you were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. So I reach into the eggs. I'm making eggs this morning. Mm-hmm. I reach into the carton of eggs. I grab one, and the outside shell is soft. It like starts to crumble mm. and dent under my finger. And all She's I'm so doing strong. is picking it up. And I mean, I can take an egg. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I can, can take an egg. I can egg. take an egg if that's what it comes to. That sounds kind of dirty, but okay. No, that's <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I meant in a fight. A whole dozen. <laughs> Just take them, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. We got a lot of ground to cover today. Okay, yes, we do. So I I picked up the egg, and it just started to crumble, and then I shook it, Mm -hmm. and it, like, was a heavy object inside that Mm -hmm. was thudding against the walls of the egg, and to me, that said, it's probably one of those eggs that's been fertilized Mm -hmm. and has a dead baby chicken, and me, being about to eat breakfast, didn't want to see that in the morning. I have never seen... You know how, like, they have that thing where they say that elephants are afraid of mice? Yeah. That's how I felt like you were with this little egg. You were this big man, and you were holding the egg, and you were like, I don't want to look at it. I, <laughs> I did say that. I didn't want to see. I did say that. And I did because I was about to eat breakfast. But to your credit, mm-hmm. I've never seen you I do this. I stormed in there. I was like, let me see that. You are like, where's that egg? <laughs> you pulled it out of the garbage. <laughs> Like you're a pro at pulling things out of the garbage. I don't understand. If you really thought there was a chicken in there, why did you throw it in the garbage? Why not put it down the chute? You thought it It was going to get. No. (laughs) We don't want to let that fucker hatch. No, it was going to get nasty or the dogs were going to go in there. You know how they are. Something is in there that they think is tasty. Right. But I stormed in there and I was like, So you pulled it out of the garbage and you went to see the chicken and you opened it. And it turned out to be a regular egg. How did that happen? I don't know. Maybe you were just being extra hormonal or something. Because you were being so... Wait, me? Yeah, you. What? You were like, oh, no, I don't want to see. Get it away. <laughs> you were being so sensitive. I didn't want to see the dead baby chicken. I know. I didn't want to see know? it either. Because then like, I would feel bad about it. And then I felt bad that I wasted a perfectly good egg. You sure did. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> Okay, so last time we were in the studio, we shamed you all Mm -hmm. for not sending us corner ideas. We asked you to send in corner ideas and told you we would take it from there. Nobody responded. Well, that's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. That's not entirely true. But not enough people responded, and so we gave you what for. Yes. And now we got a lot of corner ideas. So many people sent us corners on Twitter, yeah. in our email, mm-hmm. and Instagram. Mm-hmm. They were like, you asked for corners, we're going to give you some 
corners. So thank you so very much. We got uh, a listener letter from the E. I just I love the fact that everyone responded to us being menacing. And I aggressive mean, honestly, it's I think that this insulting. means we need to yell at the audience more. We just need yeah, they need like a little motivation, a little talking to. Right, that's right. So this email says the esteemed president of the podcast, Francesca. And Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have a title. It's like, with him as always is Garth. I was deeply concerned with your lack of corner suggestions, especially since it led you down a path where you felt you had to lie to your trusting fan base. We did that. To spare you from such future morally gray indignities, Mm. I've decided to supply some possible options. The E sent us so many corner suggestions, which we've added to a special little doc so that we have them to pick from for future episodes. But one that we wanted to highlight for this week's episode is the I can't believe you're using my corner suggestion corner. I can't believe you're using my corner suggestion corner. It's like the I can't believe it's not better of podcast it's like segments. A, it's like a it's like a corner inception. Yes, this it's is It's like great. a corner within a corner. So we asked you for corners, you supplied this corner, and now we are going to populate it with more corners that you all suggested. And to kick us off, we have to apologize to Steph the Bard, who actually did send us not one, not two, but three corner suggestions, <laughs> and somehow we missed them and shamed y'all for not sending us yeah, corners. We and insulted Steph, everybody. And Steph actually sent us corners. And and yeah, and someone actually did respond. So Steph the Bard, thank you so much for being the only person who complied with our initial request. Mm-hmm. And what you is- get the gold star yes. of corner making mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the day. You have the, the sharpest, cleanest corner in the house. Your corner is well maintained. Stay in my corner. <laughs> um, so Steph suggested a new corner that we're calling, or Steph is calling. I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for those pesky kids. Corner. And that is a reference from Scooby-Doo. Okay, so this is an interesting story about a boy who solved his own kidnapping 13 years after he was kidnapped. So, okay, so... A kid solved his own kidnapping. Did he not know who he kidnapped didn't, he, him? He didn't even know he was kidnapped. Huh. What had happened was, <laughs> so he is 18 years old, and he was um, filling out college applications. And when he put in his social security number, it didn't match his name. And he was thinking, like, that's kind of weird. And so he reached out to his guidance counselor for help with these applications. They did some digging, and it turned out that he was on a missing children's list. He was abducted when he was five years old in 2002 by his dad. His dad abducted him in one of those um, custody disputes, Uh took him to Cleveland. And this is the thing that like really trips me out is that he never like he never got a flag that he had the wrong social until then. Until he went to apply for college. Until he went to apply for college. And so huh. this corner could also be, I would have gotten away with it too if my kid did not want to pursue a higher education. <laughs> corner. <laughs> you know what? And that's what you get for raising a son who wants to make something of himself. You decided that you were going to uh, abduct your own child, not tell them. And I mean, then, I, so, so, okay, so. And his mom has been waiting around for him for 
13 years wondering what happened to him. I feel, I do feel bad for the mom, but I do have to say this. It says here that this kid was from Alabama. Mm-hmm. When That's he where was he was abducted. abducted from. And then he ended up in Cleveland, Ohio. Right. Where he ultimately began applying for colleges. Yeah, so So he, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to say it like, the abduction worked in his favor. Baby, you can't say that. I can, though. No, you can't. Well, it was his dad. I know, Clearly but Clearly took good care of him. But he was abducted. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying this is acceptable behavior. Mm, you are, I'm though. saying, I'm saying he dodged the bullet getting out of Alabama so early. Okay, well. That's all I'm saying. I cannot speak for the people of Alabama. We also can't be sure he'd be applying to colleges if he was. Baby, you can't say that. In you are state shaming. You can't I do am that. State shaming. You can't do that. I am. His mom is still in Alabama, and she was looking for him. Right. Okay. So, so let me put it this way: that mm. um, during a custody battle, the father and son disappeared. And nobody thought, nobody in Alabama thought well, they, maybe the dad took they, the kid. They had suspicions. Right. But the kid was the missing link. He was the, clearly right. the police in I'm Alabama just, don't just, know how to do their fucking jobs. I'm okay. Just, I'm just saying. The police in Alabama are saying, living up to a standard set by police everywhere. Right. They don't know what the no, fuck no, no. they're doing. S- no. So they police, police in Cleveland would have investigated the father. No, I mean what I'm saying is is that clearly he did a Google search and found that his ass was missing. So right. nobody nobody was putting that together yeah. until he right. found the missing link, which was his social. I just think it's a little questionable that nobody thought that maybe the dad left with the I child. I think they thought it, but what I'm saying to you is <laughs> that they, they didn't, didn't do know. anything about <laughs> it. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, they're like, well, that happened. <laughs> that could have been it. I don't know. <laughs> well, oh my God. we want to say a big congratulations to this kid for uh, being found, finding himself. <laughs> I once was lost, but now... I am found. Yeah, and stay in school. You know, he's on the right path at this point. He's already solved a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would like to. Good luck on the college applications. I would watch that Lifetime series. Mm-hmm. I would read that those young adult novels. Yeah. I could see a whole series. This could be stretched out over eight books. Right, like a young Sherlock, mm-hmm. but from Alabama. Yeah, and every book he gets one step closer to figuring out the numbers of his real social. <laughs> We're going to move on to another new corner that was submitted by you, the last name B. This is listeners. Okay, this one is my two cents, and it comes from Kendall in Denver. And this is really, these these aren't my two cents, actually. (laughs) These are friends' two cents. What am I going to do with some fucking pennies? So we were taking Uber back from a movie a few nights ago, and there's a radio station playing. Some song that you knew was on there. A song that I like and enjoy. A song that you like and and enjoy. What song was it? I have two cents to share about this experience. But the DJ kept talking over the song. So the song was called Booed Up. Do you know what a boo is? Yeah. What is it? Like a boyfriend. Or, or a girlfriend. Or a partner. A partner. The song is called Booed Up, and it's a song that I like. It mm. is what some might call a bop. And... As I was enjoying the song, the DJ kept interrupting. And my two cents is, back in my fucking day, the DJ knew their place. And their place was to introduce the song, yeah. maybe tell us about the weather yeah. or, you know, the traffic conditions or a concert coming up. Their job was not to interrupt the song 
as it is playing to give us their deep thoughts about the fucking song. Play the song. I want to hear the song. And I was just very annoyed that they kept doing that. <laughs> and Patrick was making fun of me, and I still no, don't understand because were, why. Because you were saying things like, back when we used to listen to the radio. That is true. When I listened to like, the radio, DJs didn't do any of that riff-raffy talk on top of the song stuff. They played the song. They knew what their oh job was. God, you sound like such an old woman. <laughs> I know. And as I get angrier, my like angry chicken comes out. I was like, play the song. <laughs> I was so mad. I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, the dude was talking over the song. Right. Fortunately, I wasn't into it, so I didn't care. Well, what he you said. didn't get to hear the song. That's if you true. had heard it, That's true. you would have loved it. It's a great song. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's it's radio. And like right. radio always sucks. It doesn't matter what Not it always. Is. 99% of radio. Listen, I have at least popular radio. I have is fond garbage. memories about our local radio stations like Hot 105, mm-hmm. 99 Jams, mm-hmm. The Buzz. What is the Buzz number? What, it was 103.1. 103.5 The Buzz. No, 103.1 one, one the, buzz. the Buzz. See, I remember. <laughs> Oh. All of those stations. We had friends that worked at radio stations. Yeah, no, no. You know what I mean? I so have nothing against so, okay. radio so stations. So then don't in sit here. Saying, you did, you did. I, actually, you started I did. to say. Because they really, mostly they suck. Well, I'm just saying. And the DJs to you, aren't really. In, in yesteryears, in days past. The days the of radio, yore, if you will. The days of yore. <laughs> the radio that I knew and loved. Circa radio, 82. No. Okay. Circa. You know that old. 99, 2000. Uh, do the math. <laughs> Back in those days, right. they they said the little intro, and if they were real smooth, they would play the song of like the little intro a few times so they could talk a little bit longer, and then they would cut out right when the music dropped and the song would come in. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is that today's DJs, they don't respect the craft. They don't know. They don't respect that the person listening... They don't know their DJ roots. They don't know that once upon a time, a DJ had a job. It was (laughs) just to intro and give the news. Now they want to be like, yo, 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 my name is so-and-so. Hey, hey, hey. DJ Khaled. Listen... Yeah, I don't need all of that. Okay? okay? And that's my two cents about that. Great. Thank you for that. That was, that, was, that was much needed. Everyone is picturing you who's listening to this with spectacles or bifocals right now. I would think as someone that actually wears glasses that you wouldn't discriminate oh, okay. against someone who occasionally remembers to wear her glasses. Uh, you have glasses, too. That's what I But you walk liter- around you walk around squinting instead of actually I putting them on. I literally just called myself out and said that I would hope that you would have a little bit more respect for someone who occasionally remembers to wear her glasses. That person is me. And instead of being respectful of the fact that I am also a person of glasses, <laughs> a PWG, a person with glasses, okay. you have projected onto me that people listening at home are believing that I have glasses on because... Not glasses, not any glasses, bifocals. Those are still glasses, Yeah, but not any type of glasses. Okay, the point is, is that you are projecting onto me, and I'm not old. I just want to listen to a song when a song is playing. You just want to be old. No, I don't. I think you do. I like being 34. Yeah, no, I think you're trying very hard to be much older than you are. Why would I do that? I don't know. It's awful. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, Fred. Like, that's my point. What would I get? I don't know. 
no, get you compl- out of that. you just walk around through you walk through life like squinting and complaining. That's not true. Yes, you totally do. And it's adorable. Is it? It is. Until you end up with a song with a DJ talking over it, with Fran talking over that, and then you don't hear any music. Next corner. What's the next corner? This corner suggestion comes from Michaela. And this corner is called The Hell You Meme. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) So I thought that this would be a time to investigate a little bit of meme history. And are you familiar with the sad trombone meme? I don't think so. Um, It's also known as womp womp. Okay, yeah. No, I'm familiar with the womp. Why don't you try it? Mine was really good. You should take my voice class. <laughs> do you have a womp course? I do. There's a womp lesson There's in your a, voices class? There is a womp 102. Right. Or you could also do 103 as womp, womp, womp. Oh, okay. More advanced. But that's very advanced. Yes. So the sad trombone, also known as womp, womp, or the wamp, wamp, W-A. Where are you getting this? Know your meme. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> from a real place. <laughs> what the hell you mean? Um, is an onomatopoetic onomatopoetic expression. Okay. Mimicking the sound produced by a trombone that's used to indicate the failure on a television game show. While the exact origin of the sad trombone noise is unclear, it is widely rumored to have originated with vaudeville shows popular in North America between the 1880s and 19. 19- 30s. So, next time somebody is disappointing you, go ahead and hit them with a womp womp, and then they can say, what the hell you mean? And then you can say, I mean, you just <laughs> You can start this whole segment over. <laughs> <laughs> so this next corner is called Colonization Corner, and this is based on Hillary's America Corner. You're gonna give me all the vibranium. Ooh. I like how you said Murica. You like that? So why did you decide to change the name of Hillary's Corner instead of just going with the suggestion that she offered us? Uh, because I thought I thought Colonization Corner worked. It narrowed down the America Corner a little bit. It was, so it was inspired bit. by her. It though. was inspired by her. So, but but I, I changed it a little bit because the story is P.F. Chang's has now moved into Chinese markets. They are opening P.F. Chang's in China. So you have this fake Chinese food or Americanized American Chinese Chinese food food that's now being sold in a place that eats real Chinese food because it's China. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. Um, They're not actually calling it Chinese food over there. They're calling it an American bistro. They took Chinese food, said it was Chinese food, Americanized it, Mm -hmm. which isn't that far-fetched, and then brought it back to China and then said, you know what, this is American food, actually. Yeah, so they basically stole it from China, bastardized it, brought it back, and now you don't even recognize the food anymore. (laughs) It's like the the kid that was kidnapped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we're not supposed to laugh at that. Oh, no. Well, he wasn't actually, I mean... He was. He didn't even know he was kidnapped. that doesn't matter. So it's kind he of like he still was kidnapped. And but if not, you don't know and, you've been abducted but because it, it was change. your parent, and it you doesn't think change. Just, it doesn't change that a crime was committed, right? But it does change the effect it has on a kid. No, he doesn't know the effect that it had on him because he didn't know that he was kidnapped. <laughs> well, but right. it still he wasn't had traumatized. But it's still my point. he doesn't know. He now he's traumatized because he didn't know his mom that whole time. Yeah, well, and his dad was lying to him, and his dad was a criminal. His dad was a colonizer, one might say. 
Listen, you made the analogy that the P.F. Changs was similar to the little kid who was kidnapped, and then we laughed about it, and I didn't feel good laughing right. about that child or about P.F. Changs. So you Changs. had to say something. Exactly. Okay, I'm, I also I'm with you. would like to say, for the record, that I actually like P.F. Changs. I think the salt and pepper prawns are <laughs> delicious. And I'm not even, I don't even fucks with American Chinese food. I don't no. really see it for it. I love it. I know you do. It's so good. You would eat it every and single day. But if it's you also could. it's everywhere. There were p- points in my life where I did eat it every single day. I know. There was a point in our lives where Patrick would go to the Chinese food spot in our neighborhood oh, and God. he would walk in the door. There is nothing more. And they would and they would know what he was gonna order. I wouldn't even have to walk in the door. I would call them <laughs> and say, Hi, I'd like to place an order, and they would go, Patrick. Do you want your usual? And I was yeah. like, Oh God, you are when we left, you're not doing well. When, if, when if they know you by name and they know your order and they know the sound of your voice. The funniest part is when we left that apartment, Patrick went to the Chinese food place and he said goodbye. <laughs> he said Stop it. He, he told like, me he, he was, was gonna like, miss me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know why? Because you sent his kids to college. I know, I know. He was like, man, we're going we're gonna to have a dip in sales because Patrick doesn't live here anymore. Jesus. They were in mourning. They probably turned the lights off early. You know how like when a business they decides did. that they're going to close, close early because there's like a death in the family or something? They turned the lights out on the sign early one night because they were they like, had a Patrick. moment of silence. <laughs> a moment for, of silence. For me moving to Brooklyn. <laughs> When that guy told me he was going to miss me, it was the most awkward moment. What did you do? I said, uh, thanks, bro. And that was it. I thought we had like a, I thought we were friends. Um, (laughs) Because I thought he knew, I thought he spoke really fluent English. You thought you had a relationship with him, but it was purely because you were a customer. Right. He didn't know you. Yeah, no, no, no. He didn't know you. He didn't like, he liked your money. Yeah, well, he also didn't actually speak enough English for me to have the conversation I thought we were having. Okay. But he knew the business English so well and so fluently in terms of like, Taking money, giving money back, repeating orders, right. asking you questions about your order, things like that, that I thought he was much more proficient in the language than he was. Right. And then when it came to that moment where I was leaving, he was having a hard time with the words, and then he kind of like said it very softly. He was like, I'm going to miss you. Oh, no. That's so <laughs> and oh then, my God. And then I was really taken aback because I was like, I'm going to probably eat less Chinese food. Did they you did feel... some slam in Singapore my fun, though. You know what this reminds me of? Have you ever seen Five Goes West? Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. somewhere. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you no. like, you like <laughs> looked up into the no, sky. Like that. And you were, we're like, looking at the you same like, moon. You're like, we're looking at the same brain underneath the same bright stars somewhere <laughs> out there. And like, he was singing to the stars too because he was missing you. Right. We were missing each other. Did you ever have one of those moments? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I actually haven't thought about this until right now. It's, thank you for, for dredging up that all is, of these very difficult that feelings. That is really screwed up, because I bet you he has thought about you. I bet there's not. Ni- I bet there Only was... when they're like doing the books at the end yeah, of the month. And they're like, damn it, Patrick! Where did, where did Patrick go? We really need another Patrick around here to fill out these orders. That is so funny. Well, you know what? That is a perfect time to segue into a new corner that was suggested by Rasta Miller on Twitter called Say Nice Things About Patrick. Oh, I'm ready. Let's do this. (laughs) Hey, come here. No, come over here. Ow, you just slapped me. I would like to say that you can hardly tell that Patrick fucked up his beard while shaving. You could barely notice oh, it. I wouldn't have noticed friend. if you hadn't told me. 
I didn't. Really? You really wouldn't have noticed if I didn't say anything? I really wouldn't. And I have, There's like a chunk missing from my beard. And I even helped Patrick by using a little um, hair filler to make it look like, you did, you uh, like did. it wasn't. Yeah, you helped me. It was it was the creepiest thing, too. It's like a little, it was it's a little, little thing spray. you squeeze it's on there. It's a little spray bottle that has these little fibers that you use to fill in. I use it to fill in my edges sometimes. Oh, do you? Yeah, just to give it a little oomph. Yeah. Just a little oomph. When you were putting... <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot? Is that what that was? <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Uh, uh. Baby. That was it. Oh, my God, baby. See, I know I'm the important say, stuff. I'm going to say more nice things about you. Let's hear it. Pour it on. Because the last one wasn't actually nice. I just have to say that you referencing I Like Big Butts is so fucking hot. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? That's oh. interesting because mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't really have, like, a particularly big butt. Wow. And now I'm so. going to say something <laughs> mean about you because that is so fucked up to say. I, you can't I'm, just say that I don't have a big butt. Okay. It's not small, but no, it's, I, it I, first of all, I do squats. Second uh-huh. of all, how dare you This take is actually, this fits, this fits nicely into Thomas's suggested corner, the small but mighty <laughs> corner. <laughs> you know what? That is so rude. Small but mighty. It's not a big butt, but it's a mighty butt, friend. Mm. That's got to be worth something. I just, feel like we had an opportunity to say something positive about you for this corner and you ruined it. I ruined it. You I did. don't think you said anything nice about it. I me. did. I What'd just you complimented you on your on your fucked up beard not looking that fucked up. <laughs> That's a great compliment. Thank I you for also that. it is. I also <laughs> said that I was impressed that you were able to correctly identify the Sir Mix-a-Lot reference mm. and you did it with only two like, uh, uh. I mean that is not a lot of info to go on and you still yeah. were no, able that, were to surmise right that that was Sir Mix-a-Lot and that meant something to me. We shared a moment. I thought that was so hot and instead of taking that compliment and putting it in the nice things to say about Patrick Corner where it belonged, you ripped it out of my hands. You ripped that moment <laughs> Away by then saying that I didn't have a mighty butt. No, I said it was small but mighty. And I don't want that. Okay. Well, what do you have other small but mighty parts? Like what? Like <laughs> this is this happened this morning. Mm-hmm. This was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Fran was wearing a little like round the house shirt, like a tank top. Yeah. And you know how when you get comfortable <laughs> in these sorts of clothing, you're not wearing a bra, things start slipping out. Yeah, my nipple slipped um, out. Okay. Right. So I was like going to cover it back up just because. Patrick was like, I don't want to see that. I was just being, you know, I was like, you're just kind of hanging out here. It was, <laughs> it was awkward because when that happens, it looks like it's looking at me. <laughs> And like I'm starting to stare, but then I'm like, wait, who's staring at who here? Mm-hmm. Because my the, tit was grilling. It out. was looking right at me, <laughs> and it was making me uncomfortable. It was like a, it was like a telltale titty. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like the eye. You could hear, you could hear my tit pounding <laughs> from out of my tank top. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna leave it out. You're not gonna tell me what to do with my tit. <laughs> Hell no. I was telling body, you what to do. My body, my choice. I wanted to stare you dead in the face. Oh, I did too. Stay it in your place. Stay in your place. Time. It was grilling you, and mm-hmm. I was okay with that. This was. It was like something out of a post story. So that's what you're putting in the small but mighty corner. That also goes in the small but mighty corner. Wow. Yeah. Just put all my business in the store. <laughs> we have another user oh, submitted God. corner, and it comes from Anne. It is this might be bullshit. 
Mm, this might be bullshit. Not only did Anne come up with this great corner, she was kind enough to supply us with content for the corner. Uh, it is a story about vaginal beer, which surprisingly, Patrick knows a lot about. It is beer made from vaginal yeast. That is so nasty. Samples. It is the most disturbing thing. Can we also just talk about like the most ever heard? The promotional period. photo is like a, a girl like looking sexily at the camera while she's licking the top of the beer. She's not even drinking. She's just like tonguing the top of the bottle. <laughs> yeah, she's just it's just a pornographic photograph. It's so gross. And let me just clarify, there's nothing gross about the vagina, but there's something gross about marketing vaginal beer as if something that when you drink it, you're gonna be like, uh, like why would you just drink the beer? But the, this whole thing is a, is a stupid marketing ploy too, right? Yeah. If you go on the site, and I'm not gonna tell you who makes this beer. And if they wanted to sponsor us, we would gladly say positive things about this Absolutely. beer. You can easily pay. <laughs> For us to say nice things about yes. your company. Nobody's done it yet. We've never had a sponsor, <laughs> which is probably why we continue talking a lot of shit on Please this podcast. Please slide up into our DM so we can say something favorable about your <laughs> vagina beer. Your gina beer. Gina beer. I, that is, I just hate it. I hate this. Yeah, so it, it's all a shitty marketing ploy because the the about page from this beer company, and it actually doesn't make it yet. They've developed the process. Oh. Right, but they're also, they have an Indiegogo campaign going to raise the money to actually get this beer started. Are they, okay, tell me. Do they have, like, one person who they is do. donating the they, yeast? Yes. Well, they're not donating. I think they're being paid for it. It's a hot, like, uh, model porn star somewhere in that oh, range. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, they're really just trying to sell sex with this beer. Oh. So, I mean, if you read their about page, it says, imagine the woman of your dreams, your object of desire, her charm, her sensuality, her now passion. Now imagine getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine, <laughs> yes. And then it goes on to say, the secret of beer lies in her vagina. What? I know, I know. This is so dumb. As if, as, if, as if women haven't birthed enough for us. They're like they're. It's like now they're now they've given us beer as that well. Is, I don't understand why anyone would want this. This is also I think should be an end stage capitalism corner because this is the is it sort of is it going to be expensive? Shit. I have no idea. I have no idea what it will cost when it actually comes out. And so they're, they're so not only did they come up with this ridiculous idea, now they're asking us to pay for it because they don't even have the funding to make this a reality. I think they're paying for the swabs from this particular woman. Oh God! What, what are they? What are they fundraising for, though? To I, just to probably to get the production line together. That's what I'm saying. And then to pay this woman who is allowing someone to swab no. her vagina. Absolutely not. Um, so that they can have the yeast sample to start the brew. No, that's disgusting. If you want to come up with this ridiculous idea, it is so, fine. It but is then so to gross. ask people to pay for it, this should be a corner. What's that? Indiegogo. How about Indie? Get out of no, my no. <laughs> no, no. I'm not vagina corner. I'm not going to fund your like bizarre fetishy non-business. You have no business asking. You have no business starting a business. That's the new corner. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. I love it. Anyway, they are swabbing, I think it's maybe two models mm -hmm. for their yeast so that they can promise you that your you vagina beer yeast. 
comes from somebody that you actually um, are interested in. Do they know that? Somebody who's actually attracted. Technically, all yeast is hot. It's all warm. Is it? Well, yeah, it's coming from the vagina. It's warm. Comes at body temperature. It's getting hot in here. That's disgusting. <laughs> I, I, that's, all of this is disgusting. It's all you disgusting. You didn't understand it's Getting hot in here. I just, like, I was transported into a vagina. Uh, where it was, it I'm, was. Listen, I didn't come up with the idea. These people did. Okay. How would you feel if I drank this? I would. Would be... you feel? Would you feel? Because this is. I mean, like. This... Is it cheating? Is that what you're asking? Not as is it cheating. I want to know what you would, beer. What you would feel like, like, because it goes on. Like the, this homepage is all about selling you what apparently is. It's trying to associate drinking this beer with actually having a relationship with somebody. She hugs you and kisses you gently. Looks straight into your eyes. How much would you give for such a beer? It's like, no. what the, am I dating the beer? I don't know. Honestly, if you drank this, babe, I would be so turned off. I would think it would be over. It wouldn't even be cheating. I would just be grossed out. Okay. I would just think less of you. I, I, would, don't think, I would think less of you, I don't want to smell. I don't want to smell somebody else's vagina Ooh, on your breath. Okay. This yeah. is a very highbrow podcast. This is, yeah. This and is, you know what? This is I, I blame Anne. I think it's also dangerous, too, because like a, a single yeast infection could ruin the whole batch of beer. Or make it, you know, a specialty beer. Ooh, the yeast infection beer? Yeah, maybe. No. No, dude. Remember when we were talking about bottling the scent, the, the artist who was... Uh, creating perfumes that mm-hmm. smelled like particular people or yes. actual individuals. Yes. Could you do the same thing? Would it be oh, like... Oh, you could make special requests. Right. Like You'd be you like, know. I want some beer that smells like my ex. Right. That is so... Right. Or like, you know, my grandma's about to pass. Can we no. get a beer? <laughs> like... Patrick, that is so... That is so gross. I think I think I might cut this entire portion yeah, of you the need podcast to cut. Cut. Seriously? <laughs> I mean... There's some lines you don't cross. <laughs> And now, a corner that we all know and love and has been a staple since the early days of the pod. It's time for Animal Corner. Animal Corner! Animal Corner! So I was reading a a, a thing just recently that said that river eels are getting messed up on cocaine... Uh, and it's all humans' fault, which makes sense. Because Why I, are they doing coke? I have no idea why they're doing coke. I don't know where they get the coke. I don't know anything about this. I just know that cocaine is ending up in rivers in Europe mm. and is screwing up some of the most endangered eels' habitats and causing them to flip out, have trouble mating, have muscular disorders, mm. um, and, they're, and they're really endangered. So... So um, do you think people are putting their cocaine in the water? I think I think the eels are selling cocaine. I think they're dealing. <laughs> I think that's what this I think they're swimming up and they're like passing wow. 50 bucks to somebody at the shore and wow. they're passing them a little baggie mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and selling it to the other eels. And then what's wild is didn't you say that the cocaine is also making them like hard for them to reproduce? Yeah, well, it's screwing so it's up like their a, hormones, It's like a never-ending story. So, like, they're endangered because they're taking the coke, mm-hmm. but the coke is making it harder for them to get it up and then have sex so then they can't have more babies, 
which then makes them depressed. Right. So then they start doing coke. And then yeah. they, it just is like It's a like name. a picture of an eel eating its own it's tail. It's an eel eating its own? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and apparently no one's dumping like Viagra and nobody's dumping that stuff in the lakes. Well, I rivers. hope someone should. I just don't understand how uh, drugs are getting into the water. It could be byproducts from making cocaine, but I don't know. What I read didn't go into anything about that. Instead, what it did was say, cocaine is getting into the rivers and it's screwing up these eels' habitats and their their biology, making it difficult for them to reproduce. Uh, and so, what they did, what they did in a stroke of genius, like all scientists do, they grabbed a bunch of eels, put them in closed conditions, and then dosed them over and over again with more cocaine in order to test what was happening <laughs> to see to them? what would happen in controlled circumstances when they gave them a ton of cocaine. Oh. So now we know all about the effects that cocaine have on these particularly endangered eels. Oh, I thought you were going to say that the Scientists were like drug testing them, <laughs> and that's how they and that's how they found out an eel was going right. for a job. Yeah, and then they found out that they wouldn't give them the job because right. they had been doing coke. Right, and then the eel was like, "I've never done coke before," and they were like, mm, "Are you sure you never done coke? Because your pee sample says you've done coke." And yeah. as it turned out, coke was all in his home. It was just everywhere. It was just everywhere, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's tough, because how do you collect a pee sample? They're like pee in a cup, and then you're, and you're then already the in the water. Just, the pee just, like, floats it away. It just floats mm-hmm. off, and now you're just kind of swimming around in your own piss. Isn't there the song that's like, Daughters of the Stream? The Doors? Yeah. Why does that song go? Uh, I don't remember that line. It's something in the stream. Something about the stream, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. But I don't know about the daughters. Well, I've, the I just. They were clearly all on cocaine if they knew that guy, though. <laughs> they were doing the cocaine. Yes. Whether they were in the stream doing it, um, I don't know. And and they probably would not have passed their drug test. Well, this is a really great segue to another new corner that was suggested by Thomas. And the corner is called White Lie Optional. White Lies, white lies. I love this. That's a great name. In connection with the eels, I came across this question, which was, is cocaine vegan? And I would say no. So the question that these vegans were posing, the vegans who want to do cocaine, <laughs> uh, I, should, I mean, like, it's important to point clearly, that out. Clearly, right? yeah. So they're only asking this question because they're like, should I put this up my nose? Right. Is this wrong of me? Does mm-hmm. it go against my moral code? Right. The questions that they were asking was, is it vegan in the sense that not because it's an animal product, but because... The moral question. Right. The footprint that it leaves on the areas in which it's created and distributed. Right. So it has an environmental effect on the places that grow and then produce the cocaine, including mm-hmm. on local wildlife, plant, and animal habitats. Uh, and then, of course, the effect that it has on human on beings, people. like you right. were saying. Uh, it has a negative effect. So is it vegan in the sense that ethically it can harm a lot of animals, including humans? And I thought that was an interesting question to have to ask. Yeah. I think where this conversation gets a little bit complicated is that there are a lot of different names for cocaine. So what are we talking about when we ask the question, is it vegan? Are we talking about snow? Oh, okay, yeah. So so snow is definitely vegan. What about nose candy? Nose candy is tougher because a lot of candy includes gelatin, yeah, which is which not is like vegan. the the hooves of a of a horse. So the question is So if is you're it... doing nose candy, that's not vegan. Right. Well, it could be. You just have to know where your candy comes from. Okay, what about uh white horse? Horses are definitely not vegan. Mm. Um, what about Charlie Sheen? 
Charlie Sheen is not a vegan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nor is Charlie Sheen vegan. Do not put Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen up your nose. Charlie Sheen would want to be up your nose too, and that is that's don't, the problem. Don't do it. Also, sleep with your nostrils closed around <laughs> Charlie Sheen. <laughs> How about waffle dust? I've never heard this one before. I actually we went on rehabs.com for these. So Which we so deep. so take these with a grain of salt because I would guess that if these were on rehabs.com, they got these names from people who presumably don't do cocaine anymore. So these names might be way out of date. Well, some of them also came from Urban Dictionary and some other ones too. So I would say waffle dust. Waffle dust is vegan. Probably. You could make vegan waffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the label. Mm-hmm. On your cocaine. What about booger sugar? Oh, see, that one's complicated because sugar is definitely vegan, but boogers are an animal product. Mm, this is true. So you. This is so true. It's 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 a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Meat, about, meat eaters love boogers. How about devil's dandruff? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one before. I've never heard the devil's dandruff. <laughs> the devil's I also dandruff. think that would be a good band name. Probably. I would listen to them. Their earlier stuff, though. They sold <laughs> Only out. Only their earlier they, stuff. They, yeah. they sold out later on. I would they say. Don't, they totally sold their souls. Um, anything to be famous. I would say that devil's dandruff is not vegan. Something about the devil, the devil is. I'm envisioning like some sort of like goat like creature. Mm-hmm. Right? But dandruff is, isn't dandruff like skin? Yeah, it's just like skin flaky. So that's stuff animal product. Scalp. That's okay. animal product. I agree. I think the white lie that is that is being told here mm-hmm. uh, is that the, the vegans are telling themselves is that cocaine is, is vegan mm-hmm. so that they can do it. But I think the real lie is that they might not actually do it if it weren't vegan. Oh, so they're lying to themselves by saying if it wasn't vegan, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like, who's asking this question? People who want to do cocaine. Yeah, if you want to do it, they're just going to do it. You know they're going to do it. They're not going to be like, oh, you know what? I care too much about the planet to do this cocaine. Yeah, no, they're going to just do it. They've gone that far out of their way to get an illegal substance Mm -hmm. so that they can use it. I feel like this is the foundation of a Portlandia sketch. Right? What, where does it go from here? Like, well, when they go to the drug dealer and then they're asking them what <laughs> drugs are right, vegan right. or which ones where was, aren't. Where was this cocaine raised? Exactly. <laughs> well, I have to say, we truly rose to the occasion when it came to all of these new corners that people sent us. Thank you so much. You made this episode so fun and so challenging, but I think we Nailed it. How do you feel about Pat? I I feel like we learned a lot. We learned a lot about our listeners. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a ton more of these things, too, and more on the way in. So definitely send us more. We will keep filling in your corners. Yes. If you would like to send us more corner suggestions, you can do that on Twitter using the hashtag last name basis. Or you can tweet us last name underscore basis. Or you can tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. At Ty Optional. We would love to hear from you. Or you can also send us an email at lnbpodcast at gmail.com and do not forget that you can leave us ratings on iTunes. You can give us a few stars or even give us a review. Continue to leave us iTunes reviews, rate us on SoundCloud, and leave us comments on our SoundCloud uh, our SoundCloud posts, podcasts. What, is, Ooh, what the you fuck are, happens you on SoundCloud? <laughs> you what the fuck? I don't know how that shit works. I don't, I don't look you at you. Are. I don't go on SoundCloud. Stop. Don't. Peasants. Don't I'm say that. <laughs> what are 
I'm just kidding. I do go at South. Okay, Class. listen. Just because you started to bomb doesn't mean you can take it out on the listeners, uh, baby. We decided earlier though that they need a little. They, they like oh, a little roughness. Chastising. Yeah. Them. They keep like them it. on their toes. They like they it rough. That. They like it rough. If you're mean to them, if you neg them, it comes back positively for us. Exactly. So you should leave us some comments and you should <laughs> leave us some iTunes reviews. What are you doing with your life? Uh, <coughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, my God. That was instant karma. <laughs> I, was, I was like talking trash. And then the trash got caught in my throat. Listen, I'm sorry that I ever oh. talked down to y'all. Please leave us reviews on iTunes. We appreciate it so greatly. And thank you for sending us so many great corner suggestions. Yeah, and continue to send us listener letters. Uh, we will read them as we can on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condis. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Moulet. Our videographer is Curtis Boone. And our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org radio. Okay. I'm not singing it good on purpose. You're deliberately doing a bad job of singing? Yeah, you know I can sing. I'm only human. (laughs) I'll give it to you. That was pretty good. This girl needs more than occasional love and a token of love from you.